Good morning, everybody. I'm back trying to do as many episodes as I can before I head out and go on vacation. So I'm going to get right into it today, uh, do a quick little update. So for those of you who did not know, breaking news in the NFL today was that Antonio Brown's foot injury, the cause for that has been leaked or has been told either by him or by someone in the media. But uh, if you hadn't seen, he was complaining about foot blisters. Those blisters were terribly bad. Go Google the picture of Antonio Brown's feet. You will see that there are just layers of skin coming off the bottom of his soles. It is absolutely horrible. And at the time, I believe earlier this week, I said, I do not know or nor do I understand how on earth that happened, like just organically. There's no way it happened, right? You would have to be some kind of fungus or whatever. Well, the cause was later found out yesterday evening. It was reported that Antonio Brown went to France for cryogenic therapy which is basically where they freeze your skin cells. And uh, he went into the cryogenic therapy chamber without the proper footwear. And what he has on the bottom of his feet is essentially uh, frostbite. So it is a severe case of frostbite. So basically what frostbite is is a burn in itself, right? It's it's actually it's so cold that, you know, your cells explode basically and you know they they freeze and crack and explode and that's what basically what frostbite is and it feels almost like a burn that's how cold it is and then since those layers of skin are now dead your skin has to peel those layers off and uh, basically get rid of all the dead cells and dead skin from the frostbite and regrow new skin uh, I have gotten mild frostbite, mild frostbite on my knuckles as a kid playing outside in the snow in Pennsylvania, and it's not fun. My knuckles were cracked, um, they were like raw, and then I had to put lotion on them all the time, and, and it, it took about, I'd say, just on, just on my hand. I mean, I was a kid. It probably took like a week or two to heal properly, and that was an extremely mild case of frostbite. It was not anything serious. What Antonio Brown has on the bottom of his feet is so severe and so serious that I don't know, like what is you know how how one you could be that naive to go into a chamber where they freeze things and not wear the proper safety equipment that I'm sure a tech told you to do. Right, if you went to France to do this, so that means he went to a specific person in France who is designed this chamber or designed this therapy. So somebody must have been like, wear this, and he must have said no. Because that's the only way that makes sense, right? Why would he say yes or no, right? If if he knew what was he was going into, right? Somebody either forgot to tell him to wear it or he told the person no. And I'm it's highly likely that he forgot because if I owned a cryogenic therapy chamber, 
I would feel like I'd be very liable for giving people frostbite if I didn't provide them with the proper safety equipment. So I would say that the negligence is on his behalf and he forgot to wear them. He, he just for totally for either just forgot or said, I'm not wearing these shoes or socks, or whatever the hell they are. And that, and that's it. So now the consequences are he has extreme frostbite and it's, it's laughable, honestly, because I, I just think you, you have to be so dumb for that to happen. Like just, just absolutely so dumb to let that happen because there's only, there's other, there's either one of, there's, like I said, there's one of two things that happened. Either they forgot to tell him to do it or he chose not to. Either way, I highly doubt it's the first one because of the liability that would happen if you just continually gave people frostbite on their limbs. People wouldn't go back to your cryogenic therapy anymore. They would not. They would not go back if you continually got frostbite from the place that you went to go get this treatment done. That just doesn't make any sense. So I believe wholeheartedly that Antonio Brown is an extremely dumb individual and didn't follow the directions when using the cryogenic therapy and ultimately injured himself. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts out some sort of lawsuit against this France cryogenic chamber, but I don't know how that works with international law and a whole bunch of stuff. But, I mean, he's... He's out for a while. I would, I would, I would, I would think that there is question on whether or not he is able to start Week One because just go look at the pictures. Seriously, go Google Antonio Brown's feet. You will see that there are just a thick layer of his sole of his foot just coming off, and you can see the raw foot underneath like the raw new skin in cells developing it's all red and disgusting and i can't even imagine how painful it is to walk like it has to be extremely painful and it's going to take time to heal like i said it has you have to shed off all that dead skin and allow the new skin to grow there and then become you know hard and, and a little bit calloused so because it's it's just gonna it's gonna be a long process I guarantee you, he's got a month before the season starts. I bet he's in he's in question for week one. It's just that severe of frostbite, uh, and he's lucky too because if it was any worse, he probably could have lot had a severe nerve damage to his feet, uh, maybe even you know cut off circulation to a few of his toes uh, because of the frostbite and lost feeling there. Uh, I don't know how that much how that affects your running or your ability to toe tap and things like that if you can't really feel your toes very well. I would assume it does affect you, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know how, how far gone that, you know, the frostbite is. What we know is it is frostbite, and what we know is it's going to take time to heal. And like I said, it's not something that's just going to get better overnight. This is going to be weeks of letting that skin peel off and heal. But I just can't believe the negligence on his part to not wear the proper safety equipment when you go into that thing. I, I just I just find it extremely hard to believe that the company is to blame here. I 100% believe that it is Antonio Brown's fault. I feel like they probably gave him some goofy socks to wear, and he was like, or something like that, or some goofy shoes, and he was like, these are stupid. I'll wear whatever I want. And he wore something in there that he wasn't supposed to wear in there. And... Again, the Raiders have to reap what they are what they sow here with this Antonio Brown 
you know, debacle. And really, when you lay it all out for them, right, they knew what they were getting into. Antonio Brown, okay, he gets traded there. The very first day, they have a meeting with uh, everybody there. And they say, okay, you're going to meet with John Gruden and Mike Mayock, and you're going to have a press conference. So they do have a press conference. And he's 20 minutes late to that press conference. He's 20 minutes late to his opening press conference, his first impression with the team. So there's the first thing. Then he gets on all the beef with all the people by on his, you know, ESPN interview, and then he's tweeting at players and doing all this other crazy stuff, and then training camp starts, and then he rides a hot air balloon in a training camp, and he gets off the hot air balloon, and everyone's ready to practice, except he can't practice. He took the hot air balloon to practice, but he can't practice because of his feet. So he tells Coach Gruden that he can't practice because his feet are sore and it's a non-football injury, so Gruden has to say, we're disappointed. We wish he could practice, but it's a non-football injury, so he cannot practice. And then everyone's like, what is this? And that's when we hear the talks of blisters, and then that's when everyone was like, listen, they're blisters. You should be able to play through because I'm sure the, the fans and the media are all in Oakland are all saying, why is he not practicing? Why is he not out here? Then Antonio Brown has to tell people it's blisters. Those people then say it's a blister, put a Band-Aid on it, and go out there and play. Everyone's had a blister. Well, then he has to prove to the world that they are not just blisters. That's more advanced than that. And then he puts a picture up on Instagram showing the blisters, but they're not blisters. And everyone who even knows that who's ever had a foot blister before knows what is what Antonio Brown is experiencing on the bottom of his feet is not a blister. So then that leads to question all this other stuff, which then either leaks out of the media or causes Antonio Brown to let everyone know the true cause of what happened. And really, all of this is, is, is so ridiculous. And, and Tomlin used to say it all the time when he was here, when he was at Pittsburgh. He would constantly tell the media that we have to help save Antonio Brown from himself. He would say this all the time. We have to save him from himself because he will find all these crazy ways of working out and, and nonstop motor, nonstop practicing, and it, it's going to be it's a double it's a double edged sword for Antonio Brown. He need, he he has like some sort of addiction to where he can't stop finding the next best way to train. Right? We saw him before the cryogenic thing. He was in you know he was on a balance beam thing, you know, with one leg up in the air catching bricks, and he was wearing a visor that limited his ability to see movement while catching like a medicine ball. He does all these crazy things to put himself in these weird training scenarios because he can't stop and he's addicted to these training methods. So then he goes to France for this cryogenic therapy for his cells, for skin cells. I think it's like I think ultimately what it does is it's supposed to eat away a dead skin, but you're not supposed to be overexposed, obviously. Well, he overexposes himself to it and doesn't wear the proper safety gear and now he's hurt himself and that's literally what Tomlin used to say all the time is we have to save Antonio Brown from himself and the the Raiders couldn't save him from himself. First of all, I don't know what uh, this happened right before training camp because he's obviously on that balance beam on his feet catching those bricks and that's like a week before training camp. So he goes to France to then get this thing done and then it screws up. 
if I'm the Raiders, I say, listen, no more doing this crazy stuff. If you want to go work out, fine. Work out here. Use our recovery systems. Use whatever you want here in the Bay Area. Don't go all over God's green earth trying to find the next best thing, right? We're trying to make sure you're healthy because we pay you. We we gave you so much money. We made you the highest paid wide receiver in football at the time. Now that contract got beat out by um, Michael Thomas, and that contract supposedly going to be beat out by Julio Jones when he goes up for his deal. So I mean that that's obviously going to happen. But but the thing is, they're paying him a lot of money, and he's hurting himself by being stupid. So you have to you have to save him from himself, which is what Tomlin said all along. And it's just it's comical, really. And then, uh, of course, Hard Knocks started as well last night. So, that, or uh, yes, I believe it was yet or yesterday or, or last night was the first episode, and uh, we saw. Excuse me. We saw really what what's going down inside of there. I didn't watch the full episode. I saw the trailer, and I listened in and on Twitter and on uh, some media sources talk about it. I don't have HBO anymore. I canceled my subscription because it was just costing me too much money and I wasn't using it. And I'm not going to really get it for hard knocks. I'll be able to get the interesting, you know, drama from the media itself because they'll talk about it. So uh, I'll just be caught up on there. And that's what they said in that a lot of these rookie kids in Oakland are not really paying Gruden much respect and Gruden had a meeting and Antonio Brown was in the back, I guess, like of the meeting, just goofing around and not paying attention and had his own personal camera crew with him. And there's vid- there's footage of him with his own personal camera crew and the hard knocks camera crew following Antonio Brown around. It's just it's just crazy. I, I just I, if I was Oakland, I just this is just a terrible situation. I understand that what you're trying to do with hard knocks in Oakland you're trying to secure, you need 40,000 season ticket holders at the new stadium in Vegas. The best way to do that is to televise and, and, and get people out there on camera and show how interesting this team is. But I think a better way to do that is to win football games. If you win football games, you could probably sway an argument as to this team is fun, interesting, and they win. Now, I would take winning over fun and interesting, but that doesn't really you know bode well for television. So... I, I think this whole thing is going to backfire on them. I think uh, you can already tell that Antonio Brown is just running uh, rickshaw through the entire uh, Oakland organization. He's got his kids at his practices at almost every practice, which I I personally don't have a problem with it. But if I was the Raiders, I would tell him to knock that off. I would want him to do you know don't bring your kids to practice we're here paying you to play football we don't want to babysit your kids we don't want you to focus on babysitting your kids right the reason that they have their practice in Napa Valley is to get away from all that and you know you can see your kids when practice is over right that there's nothing stopping you from seeing your children you just can't bring them to practice all the time because we're paying you to be a football player not be Mr. Mom. That's just the way the way it works. And that's exactly what the Steelers do. The Steelers leave Pittsburgh and go to Latrobe, and everybody stays at home. Their whole family stays back at Pittsburgh. They can come up and visit them when they're in training camp, but they don't stay in Latrobe. Only the players and the coaches and the media members stay in Latrobe. Everybody else 
goes home at the end of the day or goes to a hotel or does whatever they want, but they don't stay in the same rooms as their families. They just don't. It's a separation. It's these two weeks of training camp are spent to get you acclimated to football. Focus on nothing else but football. And a, and a perfect example of this is Cam Hayward, uh, the defensive end for the Steelers. He and his wife, they just had a brand new baby girl. And I think she was born on Monday. And which means the whole time that they were at training camp the last week, he and his wife were expecting a newborn baby any minute. Yet she was at home and he was in Latrobe, which is about two hours away from Pittsburgh. Meaning that he could have got a call at any moment and said, hey, your, your daughter's being born. And he would have had to leave or whatever. But he still chose to go to football camp and go to Latrobe because guess what? He has a job and they pay him to be there. And his wife understands that's where they get all their money. He makes money going to training camp. He makes money playing football. He can support his family and the, his three kids now by playing the game of football. So the Raiders need to tell Antonio Brown, this isn't a preschool. You need to stop bringing your kids to practice. Now, me as a fan, I don't care what happens with his kids being there. It doesn't bother me none. I don't think it helps the Raiders out at all. If I was a Raiders fan, I'd probably be upset about it because he needs to, you know, stay focused and, and and play and get the money, you know, and and be worth the money that the Raiders are paying him. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm, as an outsider, I'm not upset because I get sweet, candid, uh, you know, interviews and little cool tidbits of information when the kids are out there and they're mic'd up. Like the trailer to Hard Knocks was Antonio Brown walking on the sidelines with his four kids, I believe. And they're all asking him a bunch of questions. And, they ask him, why aren't you the black team? Because the, I guess, you know, like they wear silver and black and the black team was, I guess, the defense. And he's like, well, I, I am the black team, you know, like trying to explain to them that everyone's on the same team. And then they ask him, why aren't you practicing? <laughs> Which is so funny. And he says, you know, my feet are still sore. And then his other little kid, the youngest kid at all of them, goes, where's Roethlisberger? And Antonio Brown's like, what? And his kid's like, where's Roethlisberger? And Antonio Brown has to explain to his son that we're not playing with Roethlisberger anymore. He's in, he's the quarterback for the Steelers, and Derek Carr's the quarterback. And one is that it's just, it's just almost so ironic that the little kid said that, right? Like, it is, it is honestly so ironic. And then... On top of that, you have just the entire, uh, like, you know, Pandora's box that that question opens into other things that have transpired over the past offseason. So, one, I think that the, the irony part is great, right? It is so ironic that his kid would say, where's Roethlisberger? Because I guarantee you, Brown will be saying that too come the end of the 2019 NFL season. Maybe even at the halfway point. But the more uh, interesting part about that conversation is if you go back to the interview that Antonio Brown had with ESPN, he openly said that Roethlisberger never took time with his family. He never invited him to his house. They never hung out. 
and he never took time with his kids. Well, obviously, that's a lie because a five-year-old kid asked his dad, where's Roethlisberger? And if a five-year-old's asking you where somebody is, that means he's met him before and probably has had pretty good interactions with him to know his name enough to say it to his dad. Right, he knows him because he's he's hung out with him before. Meaning that Rosberg probably took time at some point and played catch with him or, or played with him for a little bit. I'm not saying he played with him every day for you know five years of his life. But if a five year old kid who doesn't really know how to speak that well can muster up the words "Where's Roethlisberger?" in like a cute little you know hard you know Rosberg is a hard word to say, and it was a cute little like Roethlisberger. But he he obviously knows who he is. So for the fact that Antonio Brown to basically come out and tell everyone he never took time with my family or never took time, know my kids or let me over to his house. Well, obviously that's a lie because his five-year-old son seems to know who Roethlisberger is pretty well and probably has had some interaction with him. And I guarantee you, Ben has children. Ben's probably pretty good with kids and he probably played with Antonio Brown's little boy. So I'm sure he knows who he is, and and he was looking for him because he was like, where's my playmate? Where's the guy who pe- threw the ball to me a few times and was really nice to me? Because as a five-year-old, you only know people who are nice to you. That's pretty much the only people you remember because you want to you wanna hang out with people that are fun when you're five. That's what you do. So basically, Antonio Brown got ratted out by his own kids, and his kids displayed... Um, all the irony that will transpire over the season. I think that might be the, one of the best sound bites ever caught by uh, Hard Knocks, and I think w- I hope we continue to get more children sound bites so we can learn some more, uh, n- you know, deep unearthing information to see if uh, his kids want to rat uh, their father out anymore on any of the things that he had said previously. So again, this is this is really interesting. Um, I'm not going to really watch the Hard Knocks. I'm just going to wait for the information to leak because I'm not paying for HBO. But I will say this is going to be an interesting thing. I read initially on Twitter that it was pretty boring, but then I watched uh, Colin Coward on The Herd, and he said there was a lot of undertone things that, like, when they watched, they were just, you know, pretty interesting. And I think, you know, when it's all said and done... We're going to learn a lot about how dysfunctional the Raiders are. They already are dysfunctional. Just looking at from what Colin Coward said about what he watched on Hard Knocks last night is that Gruden has changed a bit. He's not a hardcore, you know, barking coach anymore. He's kind of a player's guy, but he's letting a lot of rookies and a lot of guys in that locker room kind of overstepped their bounds. I guess, like I said, the biggest one was he was having a meeting and he wanted everyone to pay attention to what he had to say. And he wanted all the leaders up front. And Antonio Brown was in the back goofing around, you know, not paying attention, kind of being disrespectful. And again, that's what you get, though. I mean, that's that's what the Raiders get. They signed a problem. The reason that the Steelers were okay with letting go of an all-pro wide receiver, future Hall of Famer at the position, was because he was a problem. And it will be addition by subtraction, 100% for the Steelers. It will be addition by subtraction. They maybe will not put up 
the amount of yardage they did with Juju and AB, but they will win more football games because of AB not being there, and it'll be better for the team wholeheartedly. It'll be better. I 100% agree with that notion, and I 100% know in my heart that the Oakland Raiders are going to crumble. They consistently, going off of what was said about the HBO Hard Knock special was they keep having their nose in the past way too much. They keep talking about the old Raider way, and we need to get back to when the you know the Madden era or in the '80s Raiders and the hard nose hard knocks football of the Raiders, and they just keep looking in their past and talking about how great this franchise used to be, yada yada yada. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that's just not the way it's going to be anymore. Okay, they're just they, you can't do that. You can't focus on the past. You focus on the past, right? Those are teams that lose all the time. You got to you have to start over. You have to you have to stop focusing on when when you were good, right? That's like why I laugh at Cowboys fans because they all they talk about is their '90s Super Bowls, right? Though all those Super Bowls are old enough to drink, but it it doesn't matter, right? They always keep focusing on man in the '90s when we had this guy and that guy, right? We Steelers fans, I'm sure, did it in the '90s when they went to one Super Bowl and they you know coming off of when they had won in the '70s four Super Bowls, but. No, we, we don't have to do that now. We don't dwell on the past. We've been to two, three Super Bowls in, in the modern era and won two. So that's that's way better than a lot of teams can say, and and I'm happy for that. But the Steelers always have been good at separating their past and understanding, like, we've had really great football players play here, but we need to focus on winning and, and, and adapting, whether that is abandoning the run. The Steelers used to be the most run-heavy team ever. They abandoned the run last year that last year they were the number one passing team in the league. So they're always advancing and they're always trying to, you know, win. That's what good coaches do. Coaches who win in this league try to come up with new ways to win, whether tweaking the offense and and, and really being on the forefront of, of coming up with new and innovative plays to win games. Coaches who are terrible in this league stick to things that they think work because that's the way they worked when when they were good, right? Gruden will be that guy. He will go, this is how it used to work when I was in this league, and then he's going to try to fit a square peg in a round hole, and it's not going to go well for him. It just is not. Anyway, though, we're going to continue to watch that whole debacle. That'll probably give us like new news, I'd say, every night or every week, the new episode airs or whatnot, uh, as well as we'll be up keeping up to date on the Melvin Gordon scenario, the Zeke Elliott scenario. It's just that whole th- issue is, is just not going away anytime soon. And it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. And I will keep everybody updated here. Uh, if you just follow me on the rant with Eli at, uh, at or at the rant with Eli on Instagram, you can follow me on Twitter at the rant, Eli, you can email me at the rant Eli at gmail.com. Uh, you can let me know if you want to hear anything specific. You can debate me on topics. You can do whatever it is you want to do by following me on those two social medias. Plus, you can email me, and uh, I'm going to keep you guys updated as much as I can. Like I said, I'm going on vacation on Thursday night. So I'm going to try to put out as much content as I can. So I might do another episode today. I will definitely be putting out another episode tomorrow. 
and just keeping you guys all updated um, and all the breaking news. And then I will be taking my stuff with me on vacation. I don't know if I'll be doing any episodes. I'm going to try to do at least one kind of summing up things that I've maybe missed over the weekend and things like that. So again, follow me on Instagram at the rant with Eli. You can follow me on Twitter at the rant Eli, and you can email me at the rant Eli at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to hear debate me on topics. Um, and I'll continue to try to get you guys updated information as I receive it. Uh, thanks a lot for listening guys. And thanks a lot for supporting the podcast. Uh, please share with your friends, relatives, dogs, whatever, whoever wants to listen, I would appreciate it. Uh, thanks a lot guys. And I'll see you when I see you.